This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse, along with you, as we join you from Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. The Guardians in town to take on the Nationals for a weekend series, and the road trip continues in Detroit the first of next week. Coming up a little bit later on in our show, we will visit with former Indians relief pitcher Dan Otero, who now works for Major League Baseball, and he was in town on that most recent homestand to observe and Give some pointers to players in terms of the new rules, and we'll talk to Dan about that. We'll also have a farm report with Rob Serfolio, the Guardians' director of player development, plus interviews with outfielder Will Brennan, rookie pitcher Peyton Battenfield, and more. But as we begin our show this week, we check in with Shane Bieber as he was the winning pitcher in a 3-2 victory over the Yankees on Monday night at home. And in that game, Bieber... Gave up two runs in the very first inning, but then he settled in, ended up going seven without allowing another run, and that gave the Guardians a chance to get back in it and eventually win it and make a winner out of Bieber for the first time this season. We caught up with the former Cy Young Award winner following his uh, victory on Monday night, the following day, and he talked about how he was able to get back on track against a tough Yankees lineup after the difficult start. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> not always the best place to be, but uh, I've been there before. So just kind of trusted uh, that ultimately it, it came down to um, going out there and competing and, and putting down innings and, and trying to eat up innings for, for the bullpen, for the rest of the starting staff, for just the team in general. I, uh, I love to pitch uh, and I love to compete. And so um, that's kind of what last night came down to. Does your stuff get better or just the way you use it get better as the night goes on on a night like that? I think both, yeah. Um, hard to say exactly how, um, but you end up locking it in, and once you get on a little roll, you just try and keep that momentum moving forward, and that's what uh, we were able to do. So I think the way you use it and uh, maybe the stuff ticks up a little bit as you get more comfortable and fall into a rhythm. It, it seemed like you had a really good rapport with Austin Hedges while he was here. You mm -hmm. have a new catcher this year. Mm -hmm. um, and it seemed like that was an impact last night. What did what did Mike Zanino do for you, and how has that process gone to get to know him? Yes, yeah, since uh, since I've been here, uh, we've gone through quite a few catchers, and uh, it's not always the easiest thing. But I've been blessed for each and every one of them to be 
uh, exceptional at what they do. And uh, Mike is awesome, and he's no exception to uh, to what I just said. And so uh, the communication has been thorough throughout spring training from really day one, and uh, we're still getting to know each other, but I think we're off to a pretty good start. Shane, you look at close wins, uh, some extra inning wins in there. It seems like it's last year all over again. I know you're trying to, hey, it's a new season, but do you do have that feeling, though, of close games that this team knows how to win? Um, yeah, I think so. I think with any team that you believe in that's going to go far, you have to be confident in in close games. Um, the way our team is kind of geared, the way our personnel is, uh, from starting staff to, to bullpen to position players up and down the lineup. I think we're built to to, to close out um, close games, and we were able to do that quite a bit last year, and we've done it quite a bit early on uh, this year. There's always room to improve in a bunch of other facets, and we can get better at uh, exactly what you kind of just mentioned in, in uh, getting ahead, staying ahead, and, and closing out tight games. But um, any team that you expect to take into a playoff run, you better be confident in its ability to close out close games. You're playing the Yankees, and I think for fans, it's a, a fun series. They look forward to this. Um, is there much carryover from, from a postseason series a year ago to an early season series the following season? I don't think so. I think uh, we're still trying to get our feet under us. It is a long season like we always touch on, but um, it, it's a very important season uh, and a very important series. As you saw with Seattle, we already had our two series against them and um, ended up coming out on top with that um, day game uh kind of late inning thriller so uh that was very important for um everybody's like oh these games are early in the season you know we're just getting into it but each game is very important so i think there's no rollover from last year like i said there's it's a new team new season um we got to focus on what we can do and what's in front of us um but with that being said each game's more and more important and you mentioned a look back to sunday a lot of innings and the, the bullpens had to throw a lot of innings because of extra innings and we talked about it before uh you know you got to pitch deep into a game, and it seems like you do it every time. But how how difficult can that be sometimes to know that they need long outings from you? Um, yeah, it can be difficult. Depends what you focus on. Um, but for me, I expect that for myself, regardless of if we're uh, truly in need of of a lengthy start or not. Um, I think I hold myself to a high standard as, as well as everybody else in that clubhouse. We hold each other to a high standard and keep each other accountable. So. Um, yeah, I think that's that. Always expecting to go deep into the ball game and um, come out on top. Shane, always good to have you along. Thank you. All right, thanks, Rosie. Always nice to catch up with Shane Bieber. Always has some good perspective on his outings and also how the team is faring. And they're battling right now as they'll head into play on Saturday with an 8-6 and six record uh, after 14 games. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from outfielder Will Brennan. And also Peyton Battenfield, a rookie pitcher who threw very well in his major league debut on Wednesday. That's coming your way shortly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Shane Bieber trying to bob and weave his way through a couple of innings here and keep it a 2-0 game. Now the payoff pitch to Judge. Swung on and missed. Slider away. Got him. And Aaron Judge down swinging for Shane Bieber's third strikeout. And again, the one thing about Shane Bieber, there's nobody more competitive, nor is there a guy that is more poised when in trouble than Shane Bieber. Score, pass, out of bounds. Those 
are sports words. Some people hear any sports word and they can't help but listen. Like drive. Drive is another sports word. And drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. You might say those savings are on par with the best in the league. <laughs> you see, par is also a sports word, so I know you're still listening. And that's called covering our bases. Okay, I'm done now. But I'm serious about drivers saving big with Progressive. Now I'm really done. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Nationals Park in Washington, D.C., where the Guardians and the Nationals are meeting in a weekend series. Baseball on the radio on Saturday, a 4.05 first pitch, and the series finale Sunday at 1.35. Then it's on to Detroit to complete the road swing with three against the Tigers. Well, Will Brennan has been off to a nice start. He's come up big in some key spots and has started to earn some regular playing time. The young outfielder who made his major league debut a season ago really seems poised to take advantage of that playing time and put up some big numbers. He had another run driven in in last night's game. And when we caught up with Brennan earlier in the week, well, he had to stay patient to get that regular playing time in the early going. First time in his pro career that that's been the case for him. And he says there were some keys to staying sharp and still putting up some good at-bats. Rosie, thanks for having me on. Um, but... You know, it's just part of the game, being in this situation that I am. Just kind of have to fight for at-bats and fight for things that, you know, just, you know, this game doesn't come easy. So anytime that I can get an opportunity, i got to take advantage of it. And that's just the situation that, you know, I've been dealt. And, just, again, want to help this team win any way I can. And you look at your plate appearances, and at this point in the season, you kind of have to throw stats out the window and just say, hey, I had a good at-bat there, regardless of the result. Yeah, it's like a it's like the Ted Lasso quote of you know being a goldfish. You have to have short-term memory loss after you know a night where you might only get one at bat or you know might scuffle a little bit. But again, every day is a new day and new opportunity. So yesterday you're in the starting lineup and, and it turns out you come up in key spots. Uh, tell us about that bottom of the ninth. I mean the, the team's up against it. Uh, it's been a real s struggle to score runs all day. Uh, how confident were you in, in that situation that, that you could do some damage? You know, I I had a lot of conviction. I know that we, you know, been struggling with runners in scoring position, and you know, all we needed was one hit all weekend. And you know, fortunately, I was able to, you know, find a glove and have it bounce out. But um, again, you know, you dream about those situations as a kid. You know, going up there in the bottom of the ninth, and all the preparation that I've done up to this point, you know, really helped me, you know, settle in and be fine in the box and compose so you know it's all you can ask for and you come through again in extra innings was it is it any easier when you do it earlier in the game in, in a key spot to to at least feel confident when you go up the next time yeah you know it definitely does it's a little harder to focus uh, you know in spring training when you're playing a little bit more you get three at bats you get taken out in the seventh inning so when you start playing 11 12 innings it can be hard to 
get back mentally. But, you know, again, this is the big leagues. This is, you know, what we've prepared for. And anytime you get put in those situations, it's a lot of fun. Well, you're up at the end of last season, but this was your first time you break camp with the major league team and you're on that opening day roster. And even though you were here last year and you're in the postseason, big games, all of that, uh, how important is that to you or, or any player to, to be on that opening day roster? Yeah, it's huge. Obviously, the organization has a little value in you, and that's always nice. But, you know, you the game's fair, and you put yourself in the right spots, and you battle, and you work hard every day. The game will reward you. Tell us about how Tito let you know that that you would be on that opening day roster. Because, I mean, it, I think from the outside, we kind of figured you would be the way that the spring was going. But how about you? Yeah, you never know until you know. And we were in the dugout about two and a half weeks before we broke camp, and he just pulled me aside right before a game and just said, hey, like, we don't want you to be pressing the last two weeks with, you know, just not knowing anything. And so we just want to let you know that you've made the team. And, you know, I was overwhelmed at first with a little bit of emotion, and then he brought me in and gave me a nice Tony Soprano slap on the cheek and told me to go have fun, have a nice day. So... It was a cool moment and something I won't forget. And because it's Tito, um, for fans who don't know you, you're a Kansas guy, but there's a Red Sox connection there from, from their glory days when he was there. So what does it mean when, when it comes from him? Is that surreal to you? Absolutely, it's surreal. I still you know, have to pinch myself sometimes when I'm in the dugout and you know, he's cracking jokes at me. and I don't know, it's really cool. Like the, My inner child is definitely going bananas. Team-wise, um, what we saw yesterday, we saw a lot last season where you kind of leave the ballpark and you say, well, how did that happen? But it did, and it's kind of fun. Uh, Team-wise, it seems like you're getting that, that going early this year. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, there's nothing like winning, and it doesn't really matter how you do it. Our, our identity is putting the ball in play and, you know, being scrappy and having good at-bats and passing it to the next guy, and you know, we're just going to continue that trend from last year. Will, thanks a lot for the visit. Thanks, Rosie. Appreciate you. That's outfielder Will Brennan off to a real nice start at the plate and playing a, a solid defensive outfield as well. Well, last year, 17 different players made their major league debut for the Cleveland Guardians, and the team still made the postseason. The most major league debuts for a postseason team in major league history. How about that? Well, this year, Peyton Battenfield, a rookie pitcher, became the second player to make his major league debut already on this year's club. He did so on Wednesday against New York, getting the starting assignment against the Yankees, and he pitched very well, allowing just two runs in four and two-thirds innings. And we had a chance to visit with him on Friday, and he talked about what that first big league outing was like for him. I, I, I thought it was I – th I thought I did a pretty good job. Um, wish, I wish I had gone five, but started to get a little tired, and, and uh, defense did a great job behind me. I uh, thought going into the game, Cam and I and Carl had had a pretty good game plan. I feel like we stuck to it pretty well. I thought me and Cam connected pretty well uh, between like pitcher and catcher, so it made it a lot easier than having to think a lot, you know. I saw a comment after the game. You said it, you thought you would have been more nervous than, than you were, that it, it really wasn't too bad. And, and what do you attribute that to, you think? I'm not really sure. I know like the anxiety leading up, to stretching you know I was pretty anxious and then once I started playing catch and everything it just felt like a normal start day and walking out there I assumed I was going to be a little jelly leg maybe have jelly arms and I 
felt like just normal, normal start day. Um, I don't know what to attribute it to other than just I don't just trust trusting in myself and trusting that God has a plan for me and and just knowing that I've trained enough to go out there and do what I'm supposed to do. We saw you a little bit in spring training and you look good, um, but you start your season at AAA. Totally out of the blue, unexpected to, to get this opportunity at this time? Uh, yeah, it was earlier than I was expecting for sure. I, I mean, I was hoping that I would get an opportunity this year because I feel like I've competed well and, and uh, you know, I, I went up to Toronto last year and didn't really get to go in, but got to experience everything and be around a bunch of the guys and Obviously, when you get a taste of it, you, you want to go back and, and actually get in there and prove that you're where you're supposed to be. Um, and so it was great to finally, I'm really grateful to get an opportunity to show what I can do. Peyton, you, you spent the year at AAA a year ago, and, and then I know you really went to work in the offseason on some things. Growth-wise in the last year, what do you think's allowed you to be in this position now where you can help the big club? I think getting back to kind of where I was at whenever I came here, I, I uh, last year changed a lot mechanically in the hopes that it would make me better. And I think going on the mound every day, I was thinking way too much instead of just being able to compete, uh, which can kind of hinder you a little bit. And I think this year kind of got back to just when I'm up there, just like I've said before, just kind of trusting that I know what to do because I've been pitching since I was nine years old. So. Um, I think just getting back to the basics and keeping it simple is uh, really good for me. And you're part of an organization that has a great pitching reputation. Uh, fun to be a part of that and, and think of the possibilities that could be for you being in that type of situation? Absolutely. Um, I've been very fortunate with all three orgs that I've been in are top you know, pitching organizations in the major leagues. So I, I feel like I've been given so much knowledge and help from top to bottom. Um, and just everyone that I've been around in every org has been fantastic. It, it, I don't really have a bad word to say about anything. Peyton, nice going the other day. It was, uh, it was fun to watch. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. That's Peyton Battenfield, a young right-hander who gave a good account of himself in his major league debut this past Wednesday, and uh, it looks like he'll get another start as uh, the rotation makes its way through on this road swing. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll get an update on the farm system from Rob Serfolio, the Director of Player Development. That's next as Guardians Weekly continues on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Judge is off the plate, deep in the box, square stance. Now the 2-2. A swing and a miss. How about your first Major League strikeout is against that guy, Aaron Judge. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, he was the Yankees shortstop a year ago, but... By the time we saw them in the playoffs, they were unhappy with his play there, and they were putting other people there. He skies went into shallow left. Stephen Kwan is there. Boy, how about this debut for Peyton Battenfield? 29 pitches through two innings of work, and long way to go, but a really good start. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next 
last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Josh Bell, the former Nap, batting left-handed. Bell with a high drive, deep to right center field. This ball is gone! Josh Bell with his first home run for the Guardians. And maybe he had to come back to familiar territory. A towering blast to the right of center, and that's about as welcome a sight as Cleveland has had this season. And if Bell gets hot, this offense takes on a whole different look. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Nationals Park in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Don't forget a lot of ways you can listen to our show each week, of course, on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network. Any participating station that picks it up usually airs on Saturday in and around the Guardians game that weekend. Or you can listen to it online at cleguardians.com, all the archived editions there, or wherever you download your favorite podcast. It's usually ready to go as a podcast later on on Saturday. So a lot of ways you can hear our show, and we certainly appreciate it when you do take the time to tune in and listen. And we had a chance to catch up with Rob Serfolio toward the tail end of spring training and get some updates on what the roster's in uh, the lower levels would look like in the minor leagues. And we'll start with double-A Akron this week. And uh, Rob says there's a lot of excitement about some of the marquee pitching prospects that will begin the year at the double-A level. It's a group that, that we're excited about. And, um, again, you know, credit to the players, credit to our pitching group that's just done a tremendous job working with these guys. You know, most of them are players that we've drafted and developed. And then, you know, a couple trades with – you know, Ross Carver, a guy that came over in the deal for um, with Arizona in the offseason for Carlos Vargas. So, you know, another super athletic, talented guy that, to add to the mix. We're going to have a deep group there, which will make some of uh, just the buildup early in the season really exciting. But, you know, names like Gavin and uh, Gavin Williams and Tanner Bybee and Joey Cantillo, you know, we'll figure out how that uh, group settles as we get to the last couple days here in spring training, but whoever ends up there, we're going to have a, a pretty impressive group that uh, should go out there and give our guys a chance to win mo more nights than not. How about position player-wise? Who's slotted at Akron this year that um, you really look to to be excited about and, and maybe take a step forward? Yeah, I think, you know, another guy similar to, to Mike Capriz that some of the fans have, you know, probably more attention around Angel Martinez's name coming up. Um, as a you know, quote unquote prospect in in our system and first year on the forty man, you know we're, we're excited. He finished the year last year. He's going to get kind of a, another go at that level. And then guys like Jonathan Rodriguez, Petey Halpin in the outfield, some of the the mainstays in Lake County last year that we thought both had a, a really good year and especially second half will be challenged at that level um, right out of the gate. So. It'll be a, a, a good first test for those guys in a little bit of colder weather, but some names that we're, you know, continue to be excited about. You mentioned Jonathan Rodriguez. How big is his power? Large. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many guys in the system that uh, hit the ball quite as hard as he does and can kind of use the whole field a lot. You know, you look at his home run spray chart, he hits a lot of them out to right, and 
then he'll pull some. So, yeah, a, a guy that played a lot in the in the winter as well in winter ball and uh, just he's continued to come in and, and get better and better. And Ruglis Odor is back to manage that club. And, and we talked about it with Andy Tracy. You, you've been fortunate to have some continuity at these yeah. levels. And how important is that, especially at the AA level? Yeah, it's. I mean, we think it's a competitive advantage. You know, Rugi is just, he's been at every level. He's been a hitting coach. He's been a manager. He's been a bench coach. So just like the perspective that he has in, you know, trips around the sun as a, as a baseball man is is unmatched in our org and just what he does for some of our younger players, especially some of our, our younger Latin players, given that he was that profile coming up, what he can do to relate to those guys and all of our players is we're, we're lucky to have him. We'll switch gears now to down to Lake County, close to home and, and a chance for, for folks if they want to head on over there and see some great young talent. Um, let's start on the mound. Um, the pitchers that maybe folks haven't heard a whole lot of yet, yep. but based on last year, you might soon. Um, what are we seeing there in the rotation and in the pen? Yeah, so if anyone saw Lake County last year, you know that we had college pitchers pretty much top to bottom, and we had a very similar thing in Lynchburg. So a handful of those guys from Lynchburg last year, like the Trenton Denholms, the Will Dions of the world that made it up close to the or or didn't and this will be their first taste of the level and then probably some guys at least at the start that'll repeat that level names like tommy mace aaron davenport guys that have really impressive stuff um are in like a competitive log jam right now and they're gonna have a chance to go out there and start and, and get extended innings so things change as the year goes on but it'll be a, a nice mix of guys that had some success at that level last year that we're looking to kind of take that next step with and then also some guys that uh, did a good job at the level below in Lynchburg that'll get tested and how about position player wise a marquee player or two that that we might want to keep tabs on yeah this is going to be a fun group and um, whether it's in the outfield with guys like you know Jake Fox who's played infield and outfield for us Jorge Burgos maybe some of the new college guys from last year's draft and then in the infield you know Juan Brito was a, a trade for us from uh, the Nolan Jones deal with with Colorado, he'll likely start there and get an opportunity to to go out there and, and, and showcase what he could do. He spent all of last year in low A, so maybe a little bit unusual. We did this with Noel last year, started him in high A for his first year on the 40-man, but he's a player that we're really excited about long-term. Um, your manager at, at Lake County, obviously it's a level, uh, a full-season level. What are some of the challenges that, that he would face working with was still a pretty young group yeah so Omir Santos who managed a lot of these guys last year whether it was for the full year or at different points in Lynchburg did a great job for us he's going to make the jump up to Lake County our former manager Greg Desenzo is actually going to be paired up with Trace in AAA this year so it'll be good first uh, pass at that the high A level for Omir and former player former major leaguer he's seen he's seen all of the various levels so i think just his experience as a player and and even as a, a you know a bench coach for us early on in the upper levels has will serve him really well for uh, for helping those guys all right let's go to lynchburg the last of the the full season teams for the guardians um, start on the mound as we always do uh, what are you seeing there at least at the start of the season yeah, this is going to be a fun group that we're all figuring out. You know, your lowest level, whether it's rookie ball or Lynchburg, is oftentimes a open tryout's not the right phrase, but like we're going to get to see a lot of guys for the first time. So we took 
a ton of college pitchers last year in the draft. I think we'll probably see most of them begin the season there, whether it's starters or relievers. You know, guys like Parker Messick, Dylan DeLucia are a couple examples of of some college pitchers that have had success. And they'll get an opportunity to go out there and, and get extended looks. And then some of the other guys, whether it's you know uh, multi-inning relief or one-inning options, will really get their first crack at pro ball. And from there, we'll assess and adjust as the season goes on, as guys perform and move into the rotation and really try and be fluid and give a lot of those guys a, you know an opportunity to go out there and perform and see what they can do and, and use that to their advantage. And position player-wise, repeaters at that level or some players who maybe had been out here in Arizona last season? Yeah, a, a little bit of both, but mostly guys that were here in rookie ball last year, whether it's Robert Lopez, um, young catcher Manny Mejias, another young catcher, guys that spent time and performed well here in Arizona. And then we have, as per usual, a crowded group in the infield and outfield, you know, a couple college outfielders from last year's draft class, but some young, exciting guys that – you know, most fans don't know of yet, whether it's uh, Wilfredo Antunez or Sadui, uh, Alexis Sadui, like a couple guys that performed really well here in rookie ball uh, or get a chance to, to get their first crack at, at a full season, 140-game schedule, and uh, we'll see how those guys respond. But infield, outfield, a lot of, lot of young players that either are new to the organization through the draft or are new to the full season full season level so it's it's always a test and it'll be fun to look up a couple months in and see who's standing out and they'll be guided by Jordan Smith a former minor league player in the Cleveland system what did you see in him in terms of, of being managerial material especially at the minor league level where there's some challenges yeah so you know Smitty was a, an outfielder for us I think all the way up to 2015 2016 and then really right after that he was a guy that expressed interest in coaching and um, you know, he served as you know bench coach job, couple different levels for us right after his playing career, and expressed interest in kind of making that jump to to leading a team, and kind of got that first crack in Arizona last year, which is a challenge in itself. And that extended spring training keeps going, and then you get your rookie ball team for about sixty games, and now him getting his first go at at being a full season manager is going to be really fun. And I know he and his family are super excited for it. And circling back to where we started, uh, all the things that, that the minor league kids have been doing, maybe back to November, uh, from your standpoint and, and everyone else in player development, this time of year, how excited are you to see them actually play games that count? Yeah, we joke that this last week of spring training is everyone's on their last wit, tensions are high, it's nice to see some people in different uniforms and 50 straight days out here in in the sun wears on all of us players staff everybody and just the juice that we get that extra gear of okay the season's here uh we're getting ready to to get out of here the trucks are getting loaded it just kind of brings that that extra kick that we all need late in spring training to kind of get to the finish line and it's just exciting time you know all the work that you reference whether it's the guys that have been out here for multiple months really working on strength and, and power and a lot of the physical attributes that we think lead to, to better baseball players out on the field. Time to go put that to work. And um, it's always fun just, you know, our staff, too, to be able to get back in a competitive environment. And having everyone here in spring training under one roof is, is a real treat. And uh, now it's time to go out there and compete. That's Rob Serfolio. 
the Guardians director of player development overseeing a farm system that it just seems loaded right now in terms of young prospects, whether it's pitching, middle infield, you name it. There's some uh, very good young players in the system right now, and uh, it'll be exciting to follow them throughout the course of the season. And you know some of them will end up with the Guardians before it's all said and done. Stay tuned. We'll have our final segment when we return after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. Top of the seventh looks like a pitching change as they've set up for a corner kick. The two black belts have entered the mat, and the slider is low and away. He heads the ball to midfield. This is quite a kumate. Here comes the roundhouse. Has it got enough gas to get out of here? Unbelievable. They've bundled their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Kick savings pitch karate. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's a pitch swung on, spanked on the ground a second. Kipnis to his knees, gloves, fields, throws him out. Oh, what a play by Kip. What a job by Otero to keep it a 3-0 game. Wow. First and third with nobody out, and Dan Otero's sinker had a couple of hard hit balls, but good plays by Ramirez at third and Kipnis at second, and that is huge. The 2-2, strike three called. What a job by Dan Otero with two shutout innings. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you for our final segment from Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. We had a chance to visit earlier this week with former Cleveland relief pitcher Dan Otero. He was a part of those playoff teams back in 16 and 17. He's now working for Major League Baseball as the senior director of on-field operations. He was in Cleveland this past week as part of his travels around the league. And when we caught up with him, he explained what his new job is all about. Uh, well, so for this weekend, the main focus is uh, really just making sure all the new rules are in place here at the stadium. So making sure the clocks are all operated uh, correctly, functioning properly so that the game can run smoothly. And as we saw yesterday, you know, it wasn't the outcome the Cleveland fans wanted, but it was a clean, crisp game. The umpires did well. The FTC up in the booth did well. And that's what we hope for on a nightly basis. The rule changes. Uh, you kind of wish you were playing again to, to be a part of that? Um, I would, not, not really, because I don't think I could do it right now. But I would have welcomed the rule changes when I was playing, because I like to work fast as a pitcher. And I think just watching the game right now is just so much more enjoyable, and the product on the field hasn't diminished at all. I think, if anything, it's elevated, you know, the product on the field, because we're bringing more athleticism to the forefront. You know, some of the shift restrictions and this that better tempo between pitches, I think, is just great for the game of baseball. I know it's so early, but there was spring training. Have you gotten some feedback from players, either positive or negative, so far? Yeah, I mean, we've gotten we get feedback kind of on a daily basis, and I, I'd say for the most part, it's majority positive. You know, obviously, there's some guys that you know express some negative views or maybe want some things changed, but 
you know, these are the rules for this year and um, we're going to work through them. And I think as we've seen, 98% um, of the players are really taken to it. The umpires are doing well. The FTCs are doing well. And it's really been an exciting brand of baseball. Stolen bases are up, you know, batting averages are up a little bit and time of game is 30 minutes down. So I think all in all, it's been doing well. Dan Otero joining us, former Cleveland Indian. And uh, Dan, you come back here, what, what are some of the things that, that immediately come to mind about your time here? Oh man, there's so much to that brings back good memories from here. You know, it's the people that I got to see yesterday for the first time in a while from the clubhouse staff to even the security personnel, you know, the front office to the coaches and some of the players. You know, but my time here was just flooded with great memories, you know, from the teammates that we had here. And then obviously we had some success winning, I think, three division titles. You know, so it just brings back a lot of great memories coming back here. When you look at, at your post-playing career, your career finishes on the field, and I know you worked in the front office here for a little bit. What has kind of led you to where you are now and, and how much just kind of searching around and seeing what you wanted to do has that come into play? Well, I always knew I wanted to stay in the game in some capacity. You know, baseball's been such a big part of my life ever since I was little. And then it was a no-brainer after I was done playing when Cleveland offered me a position in their baseball ops department because learning from Turnoff and Antonetti and Bender and Merberg and all those guys was a huge learning point in my career and understanding what goes on behind the scenes. And it made me realize how much I just really enjoyed baseball, whether I was on the field or off the field. And when an opportunity came up to work in the commissioner's office, it was another door that I never thought was a possibility at the time. And um, now I'm just extremely grateful for it and trying to make the most of it. How does that happen? You reach out to them or do they call you? Uh, that one was unique. Uh, it was an old teammate of mine, Rola Banez, who I'd worked out with in the offseason when I was in the minor leagues. And he had just taken a position over there. And he reached out to me to see if I was interested. They happened to have an open position and uh, wanted to see if I was interested. And that's kind of how that uh, ball got rolling. And, and you have a former teammate who's now a current teammate and Rajay Davis. <laughs> Does that ever strike you as, as kind of funny? Well, it's, in, it's actually three former teammates all, all there. Um, Rajay Davis is one of them. And then Gregor Blanco, who I played with at the Giants, is also in our role. And then another one, Joe Martinez, who was actually a Cleveland uh, pitcher for a while, too. But we came up in the Giants minor leagues together. And he's, uh, he's been at the forefront of uh, a lot of these rule changes as well. So we all, we all kind of work in tandem, and it's very unique that I got to now work on a daily basis with guys I shared a locker room with. So circling back to where we started and the rule changes, how exciting is it to be kind of at, at the forefront of, of implementing something that can change the way we consume the game? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it definitely was a very exciting time to join the, join the commissioner's office. Um, but I think just for the growth of the game, I think it's just super exciting. Um, it's probably the biggest change in the history of baseball. And I think the fans have really enjoyed it. I think the players are doing great with it. And like I said, it's just the product on the field is still amazing and only going to get better, I think, as the season goes on. Dan, great to see you. Thanks. All right, no problem, Rosie. Always fun to see Dan Otero. And what a great job he has when you consider that uh, what's happening this season with the rule changes in Major League Baseball, it's history-making, really. And you talk to some people, and they feel that uh, the pitch clock and some of the no-shift rules and the things that it, they're doing to promote base stealing has had as big an impact on the game as any rule change since the designated hitter was implemented in the American League back in 1973. So uh, pretty cool stuff from Dan Otero. And that's going to do it for our show this week. So happy that you could join us. Always thanks going out to Brian Matze, who uh, puts together our show each and every week. And until next week, when we join you from back home in downtown Cleveland at Progressive Field, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you 
that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 